Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, part of the 24-7 Podcast Network. I am Mike Casaza. Welcoming back, Chris Anderson. Lucky charm, Chris. Um, 6 p.m. Selection Sunday show. They know you're in the building. The second matchup out of the 34 they'll have up on TV tonight is West Virginia against Maryland. The 8-9 game. Presumably advancing to face Alabama in Birmingham. This is um one great news because it got done quick. And also, we've been able to wrap our head around this for a while because this had been projected by some of your top bracketologists for a while. I'm not sure how often that happens, but we got a head start on this one, I guess. Yeah, this was one of the ones that I saw on multiple, uh, multiple brackets out there. And I couldn't help but laugh a little bit and wonder because... Um, what is his name? David Warlock, Warlock, mm-hmm. um, head of the NCAA media coordination for the tournament. Um, he was posting some interesting tidbits this morning, just about the timeline and how they go about determining these things. They had determined the bracket basically last night. Like it was done late last night. He, and he said this publicly. It's on his Twitter feed, all that stuff. And I'm, I'm not making this up. And so if you are plugged in, as one of those bracketologists, you should be looking pretty good on Sunday with your projection before the the announcement comes out this evening. So yeah, to see those guys pick that up and pick this this matchup in Alabama, in Birmingham, all that stuff, um, pretty spot on. And and yeah, we kind of kind of prepared for this. I mean, not I haven't prepared for the pod for this, but we're was prepared for this matchup. Specs quickly on Maryland. Are you ready? Go. Do you know anything about them? Um, their colors red, and they have a turtle for a mascot. Okay, close. Um, there are different. There, I mean, we'll get in a lot of this stuff coming up. I think people have come to realize the Big Ten isn't so bad. You know, it's a good, probably your number. I don't know, number two, number three, depending on what you think about the SEC. Definitely Big Twelve, number one. Um, Big Ten, not bad. There are some metrics that will put Maryland as a number two team in that conference. Um, not a bad program, not a bad season for them. They've done some good things this year. They played some good, good games are 21 and 12 overall 11 and nine in the big, tw- in the big 10. Um, Chris, they were 16 and one at home. A little math in my head, two and nine on the road, three and two neutral had a really good home court. Um, and they're doing all this with a first year coach. Got rid of Mark Turgeon, brought in Kevin Willard, who had been at Seton hall he got replaced, um, and he bounces over to Maryland. That wasn't the most exciting hire, but 
seems like it's gone pretty well. And um, a pretty stout defensive team. I think you're going to find them uh, top tier in a lot of things. Scoring offense is going to be top 25. Excuse me, scoring defense is going to be top 25. It's it's a, it's a Willard team that um, they've done some good things where they don't turn it over, they don't foul, they guard, and they make things difficult for you. They don't give you easy stuff, and they really make you run your offense. And that's the immediate thing I think of when um, I come across Maryland, but also West Virginia, because I think traditionally you might be a little bit spooked by them and what they might bring offensively to you if you're a fan of West Virginia, because you can see their offense stagnate at times. Um, and here they are against a pretty good defensive team. Yeah, you already picked off one of my main things. That the, the very first thing I thought of when I thought of Maryland was not great on the road, not great neutral. But then again, same with West Virginia. So I don't know who's going to get the advantage there. Maybe West Virginia, since they are familiar with Birmingham, Alabama. Was it, was it just last year, right? They were down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, two and nine on the road, three and two neutral site. Uh, it, it it begs the question of one of those, the old, I guess it used to be a criteria. I know it used to be a criteria. How have you played, how have you played lately? I looked at the last 10, all that stuff. I'm looking a little more narrow window there of last four, lost three of their last four. Um with their lone win over Minnesota, it's not a not that threatening of a team. And then you know you got losses at Penn State, losses at Ohio State. Ohio State won't make the NCAA tournament. Uh, Penn State probably will. Yep, they just announced it as we're talking. Ten seed, one of the last probably eight teams in. Um, so I wonder if maybe maybe this is one of those scenarios where West Virginia is playing a little better towards the end of the season. And Maryland is sliding the other way at the end of the season. Interesting point. Um, just to go back on Maryland defensively, 33 in Kempom, 95.8 points per 100 possessions. But that ranks 33 uh, nationally. They're number 22 overall in Kempom, but their defensive adjusted efficiency, egghead stuff, I understand, 33. I bring this up because I mentioned their defense. Their offense is 35. So 33, 35, there's about 360 teams. So let's just say they're in the top 10%. Bolt, are you ready? Yeah, you might want to repeat that again because I think you went out a little bit. Okay. Editing here. Maryland, I mentioned their defense, number 33 in Kempom. Well, their offense is number 35. It's about 360 teams in Division One basketball. So to be in the top 35, 36, top 10%. Here are your teams that are also in the top 10% of offense and defense. Mm, Maryland, okay. Purdue, UConn. Creighton, Texas, Kansas, Houston, Alabama, UCLA. Pretty exclusive group. Yes, it is. So that's a good, I mean, that's a good start for them too. Um, Personnel, we can get into that a lot coming up here. Um, Let's get into some, I don't know, controversy, if you will. I think sure. a lot of people have been hoping to have them closer to home. If you're a West Virginia fan, you'd like to get to the game if you could. Um, Maryland, I'm not sure that's a very exciting, exotic opponent. I've seen them in the tournament a couple of years ago. Um, rivalry, I don't know. Probably not so much in basketball. Maybe you get some of that in football. But there's some familiarity with the border, I guess. You can do something with that if you want. But it's not in Columbus. It's it's not the lo- closest location for you. Um, West Virginia had been penciled as an 8-9 game. Sometimes 8, sometimes 9, a bunch of projections. But in Columbus against perhaps Purdue. Um, I did not see the Purdue end up getting a one seed. 
yes. Okay. So that could have been possible, but they end up with Alabama. The second game is going to be in basically Alabama's backyard, provided West Virginia gets through. Um, that's going to be like a road game de facto. I don't know how many West Virginia fans will be there if they do get to that second round. Um, what do you think about a 9-1 game where you're playing a number one seed not far from its campus? I think that's going to happen for one. I'm just stunned that the committee had Alabama as the number one overall seed of everybody. Um, that's that that's that's a that's a tough draw for West Virginia, obviously in or Maryland, whoever advances to 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 take on Alabama. I just didn't think of, of the Crimson Tide as the number one overall team in the entire country this year. Um, but if if they are. This is what they deserve, and this is what the teams that are in the eight nine seed deserve. So I don't think too much of it for WVU. I mean, it it obviously is a disadvantage, but that's kind of the perk of being the higher seed. What have you thought about West Virginia's uh, performance, Big Twelve tournament? I haven't talked to you since then. Win one, lose one, played very well in one game, did not play very well in the other. Had taken care of business as far as this bid before they even went to Kansas City. but So you'd like to see maybe some workshop and some fine-tuning. Probably didn't get a ton of that, but had a good Jimmy Bell game, had an eh Jimmy Bell game, had a, a pretty good offensive game, and had a pretty below-average offensive game. Um, I don't know front foot, back foot when it comes to momentum right now, but they have some time off. They're kind of dinged up. I don't know. Um, your state of the union for them right now. In a good spot, and I think this time off was was best for them. It's not one of those – Hey, it's best that they lost in the second round of the Big 12 tournament so they can get the rest instead of, you know, advancing to the the final or even winning the thing. It's nothing like that. I think West Virginia has been playing some more good basketball than bad basketball over the last I don't know, 3 weeks or so. Um since that road trip, that that Saturday Monday road trip where they just looked terrible. Um this is this is a, a decent team. This is a team that's playing better now than it was um, for other stretches of the season. And the one, I don't want to say the one, the only downside to what's been going on lately, but, but one of the things that's been talked about, has been alluded to, has been guys being banged up. You know, uh, Keedy's hip, uh, Jimmy Bell being banged up or being tired. Aconquo being banged up, Wagi being banged up, and just on and on. And yeah, Stevenson's fighting through stuff. And Emmett's fighting through stuff. So to get that week after playing pretty well for for a stretch there, I think that's that's a very big positive for West Virginia. Kind of wrapping things up here on Maryland: three and ten in quad one, six and two quad two, three and zero oh quad three, nine and zero oh quad four. Bad losses. You know, you're going to have a hard time finding teams that are are in an eight nine game with bad losses especially when they're racking up double-digit wins in a major conference. Um, road losses. Wisconsin, Nebraska, one in the beginning of October. Excuse me, uh, December, one in the beginning of February. You mentioned some of their late-season stuff. Lost a few in a row, didn't play great. Um, but again, those are quad-one losses. Believe it or not, Ohio State was a quad-one loss. Um, and then again, got healthy against some some low quad-four teams here. You're looking at four opponents, 300 or worse in the net. Um, those are all your November-December games. So got off to a hot start under the coach and then played pretty well at certain spots. Um, had a good year overall with things. Let's see eight, no start lost three in a row. Um, at one time they were 12 and seven. One time they were, you know, looking good. One time they're looking pretty mortal. And then, you know, did heat it up a couple of times, four wins in a row, 
four out of five different points late in the season. Um, but yeah, stumble back-to-back losses, Penn State, Ohio State, and then losing to Indiana after winning against Minnesota in the Big Ten tournament. Um, dig in more about them, I guess, as we get into this here. But thumbnail sketches for you, Chris, because you and I, we won't say who, but we talked about certain opponents that were listed in projections um, who could be problematic for West Virginia and how West Virginia could be problematic for opponents because we thought, yeah, this team might not be a great matchup. Well, West Virginia might be good against this one here. If you had, a, a again, like a thumbnail sketch of a West Virginia opponent, let's do two things. That would be troubled by what the Mountaineers do. What does that team look like? Um, and then if a team is going to give West Virginia trouble, what does that team look like? And then I'll fill in the blanks on what what, what Maryland actually does look like. So beginning with the first part, a team that could give West Virginia trouble, what does it do? What does it look like? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Any team that really has a low post presence, I think anybody that has a dominating big man, obviously you could say that about a lot of teams would struggle with that, but West Virginia in particular is going to have a hard time with that because I just don't think they do a well enough job of defending the post uh, because their guards press out and get beat. Um, you know, again, it's, it's a trade-off. You're gambling a little more, you're pressing a little more, you're going to get beat a little more. That is um, troublesome with the big man who knows how to maneuver around the low post. And the second part of that related, if you have, if you have a point guard or any kind of wing really, that can handle what West Virginia is doing out on the perimeter. I think that's why teams like Kansas and Texas don't have much trouble with West Virginia's defense because they they have the skill talent at point guard or, again, as, a, as anybody who can dribble to get past West Virginia's press, push up. Not, not I'm not talking full-court press. I'm talking up-in-your-face pressure defense. And does Maryland have that? I think they might, which is – not great news for West Virginia. All right, let's talk about low post then for a second. Um, 6'9", 230-pound freshman, Julius, excuse me, Julian Reese. Um, close two-pointer, so basically right at the rim. 103 out of 146, 70.5% this year. Hasn't shot a three-pointer. Um, Chris, they let it fly. They have four players who have between 118 and 159 three-point attempts. Um, but they do get the ball inside. Again, hundred and 146 shots by the rim, uh, 25 out of 28 on dunks. Um, pretty good free throw percentage, free throw rate. So I don't know, like one out of every three field goals he's going to the line, it looks like. So Julian Reese would be a guy that presumably Jimmy Bell will have to deal with. Um, 
that's when you get into some mono and mono stuff, Chris. They they don't really have a big guy that plays a whole lot. Uh, they have Reese, but that's a six nine sophomore. Jimmy Bell is, I mean, he's gonna be bigger. Can he do something with that? Can can he can he remember? He he's a big bad dude because we haven't seen that in a while. And even when it was somewhat promising against Texas Tech, it was not there the next night uh, against Kansas. And then to your point about stats. That might be interesting. Yeah, they do not turn it over. Um, turnovers per game, number 24 in the country, just 10 and a half. And they are pretty careful with the ball. A lot of their baskets do come on assist by what I'm looking at. Um, they're smart about things, and they try to take care of the possession because um, they do have some good guard play. Again, four guys are going to shoot a lot, but can they force the turnovers? Um, pretty middle of the pack when it comes to individuals and teams, when it comes to steals and forcing turnovers. Um, so, Sometimes, you know, you don't have to really do a whole lot against West Virginia and they'll turn it over. Um, Maryland, they just force 11.9 per game. That ranks 226 in the country. So lower third of the country for sure. Um, that would be difficult then. So then West Virginia, how can they cause a team like Maryland trouble? Uh, I want to say tempo, I'm, but I'm, I'm looking at some of the teams. I'm trying to find some comparisons between West Virginia's, say, like advanced statistics, some of their metrics, some of their Ken Palm rankings. And up until these Ohio State and Penn State losses for Maryland recently, the teams that actually beat Maryland, that gave them a hard time earlier in the year, were better on defense than they were on offense, and they played slower, which I think is still holding true. Yeah, Penn State's slow, Ohio State's slow. So I wonder if like West Virginia wants to get in. Yeah, I think it was – it was before the tournament, obviously, since I was I was out last week. But West Virginia, I was mentioning, I think they do well when they they make it a chaotic game. It's not ugly, but it's chaotic. There's they're pushing the tempo offensively. They're pressing up on defensive uh, defensive looks, which forces the other team to kind of move faster than they want to. I don't know if you want to do that with Maryland. I think Maryland has the. Um, has the athletes that might keep West Virginia from from benefiting from that kind of chaotic up and down nature that West Virginia is prone to doing because and and, and again I I know some of these guys that are athletes on Maryland's team and I'm combining that with looking at some of these tempo rankings uh ratings of some of the teams that they've lost to this year and man there's it's, it's a lot of slow teams that beat Maryland this year a lot of slow tempo teams um, watch them play Penn State late in the season. I can remember a commentator saying that these two teams are pretty similar when it comes to their pace and tempo. And if I look at the Kempom, they're right next to each other. <laughs> um, so that's that's a good comparison by you there too. Uh, they get a lot of points in the foul line too. So West Virginia is going to be handsy, too aggressive, and that might depend on the whistle. The official has a have they seen West Virginia? Are they familiar with the Big Twelve or not? Are they more familiar with the Big Ten? And maybe that's more passive. Then you're going to send a team to the line like Maryland. They're going to make points there. Um. Again, top 25 in free throw rate in the country. West Virginia, top 10, top 12 when it comes to that stuff. So that's an advantage that when West Virginia is going offensively, they're going to be really good at the offensive end and get to the foul line. Um, That has to be an advantage because you can presume they're going to have some difficulty in a new arena, playing a a foreign opponent against a good defensive team that maybe their shots aren't going to be sharp and accurate. If they can still some points to the foul line, great, but they're going to have to have a margin there and negate West Virginia's strength. Um, And you're right. They, again, are they fast? Not necessarily. And you can maybe speed up West Virginia and cause them to think and react and just misread situations. Um, Can Maryland do that? Don't know. Haven't seen them play a whole lot where I can tell you, do they do a whole lot of high ball screen stuff and go high, low on dives? which is going to give West Virginia trouble if you watch them play Kansas. Granted, Kansas has K.J. Adams who can jump out of the gym, but 
Um, I'm not sure Maryland could throw half court lobs in the back line like we saw Kansas do, but certainly pick and roll were the big dives to the basket. That could be an issue, and that's where Jimmy Bell has to be good. Don't presume that we're going to see Muhammad Wagi, so it's going to have to be, um, you know, Bell and Okonkwo. And as I'm looking at Maryland's roster, I'll, I'll mess around with some of their lineups and player combinations. I wonder if and how West Virginia can play without a center because when they had to, they did in the Big 12 tournament, and it did all right. You know, it kind of kept them in games and late in the season as well. Um, could this be a game like that? I mean, is six nine two thirty? Is that going to talk you out of playing? That so-called small ball? I don't know. We'll see. Um, the two guards for Maryland, just to go to your point about tempo and everything, Chris. Um, Jameer Young, leading scorer, also leader in assists, 104 assists, 69 turnovers. Number two, Hakeem Hart, 84 assists, 42 turnovers. That's a two-to-one assist-turnover ratio. Um, they don't turn over. That's not a ton of uh, of miscues for an offense there that, again, will we'll not put the pedal to the metal, but they're going to be, I would say, judicious about what they do. Um, and again, not great three-point shooters. They have guys who will let it rip, but they're top four in attempts, 31, 34, 31, 33%. Got to watch out for a guy like Ian Martinez. He shoots about 43%, but only 58%, 58 attempts on the year. So um, I guess you're always wondering about a team like this that who's the one guy that you don't see coming. Ian Martinez, you know, one guy right away. He plays about, I don't know, 16, 18 minutes, six points a game, two and a half rebounds, but 43% from three might worry me a little bit. So especially if the guards are getting in and kicking out. Can I ask you one question as we as we wrap up here? Sure thing. Based off what you've seen, and we haven't seen the full seed list. So we're, we're this is literally rapid. They're still announcing the bracket. And I think I prematurely said Purdue got a one seed and they just announced that they got the one seed. So there you go. Um, is this... Does this show respect to West Virginia and what and the resume and what they did this season, where they put them? You think this is, is is overvalued, undervalued, or properly valued by this NCAA tournament committee? I um I would say that they're probably getting respect for being in the Big Twelve and for some of the the numbers you kind of had to squint and and like I said, it's like you have to you have to squint and kind of you know wrench your neck a little bit. But I'd also say that West Virginia helped itself a lot at the end of the season. Um, are they in at their 18 and 15? Yeah, probably, but 17 and 16, harder for me to answer. But I mean, they won some games and the difference between having 17 and 19 wins, that's beating Iowa State and Kansas State late in the season. So I think that, yeah, your point is, is well made here. Here's a team that, you know, for a while they're on the bubble. And you're like, why? And people are saying, no, man, they're okay. They're in the conference that is going to make you look bad on some nights. But the numbers say this, and the eye test says this, and the metrics say this. And, okay, like, here they are in the net, and here they are in camp on. But did you watch them play at Kansas? They played pretty well. So eye test versus, um, you know, the very numbers-based approach. Well, they all kind of evened up a little bit, I think, in that regard. But also they won some games. So, you know, to go four and two down the stretch and your only losses are to Kansas away from home, I don't think that's too bad. Um, I would not be would not be down on West Virginia and that explanation right there just because Kansas got – steamroll by texas last night texas played exquisite defense um i don't think kansas has an offensive problem that's not the reaction i see i think people just said wait a minute they lost by 20 to a team that wasn't going to let you score um, and that might make me say all right well what does that do with west virginia they lost to a team that lost the championship game by 20 again i can't put all those things in one canister so i think that there's something to be said about west virginia being better than some of these teams that are in the tournament or that were supposed to maybe keep them out of the tournament 
but maybe not being quite as good as, you know, Kansas, which is not much of a crime when it comes to this time of year, I think. So I think people came around on West Virginia to talk themselves into some of the justifications, but I think West Virginia also made that easier by winning some games and playing well. Update, Mike. Kentucky is in the East region, which I believe is also on the left side of the bracket with the South. So there is still the possibility of WVU and Kentucky playing. Oh, did Oklahoma State get in? Uh, Not as of yet, I don't think. Waiting to see. That's going to be the one for me I'm not so sure about because uh, 10 wins in quad one and two, nine wins against Big 12 teams, swept, I think, three teams in the conference. Um top 45 I think in the net have a a very computer liked defense and then played a lot of the end of the season without two of their top players um, that's gonna be a hard one for me to keep out because that's, that's I've seen that team play well and I've seen that team play not so well when they're not fully armed and that would be I think that to me Chris is the handshake kind of a deal on on the big 12 how good is the big 12 is Oklahoma State in or out based on all the things I just said there I don't know yet we'll see we're about to find out in the next I don't know Five seconds, because I believe this is the last region that they're announcing, I think. And that means this 10 seed that they're about to announce against Michigan State will determine that because Providence got in, which is not good, and USC is in. So I do not believe that Oklahoma State is going to make it. Uh, Pitt, Nevada, and Arizona State are in. I'm just looking at this now, huh? Mississippi State's in. These are all teams that have worse numbers than Oklahoma State. Mm Mm-hmm. Arizona State's, I think, 66 or 68 in the net, 66 or 68 in Kempom, and they got in. Because they, I don't know, we'll see. I think they had a win against Arizona late in the year, right? I yep. might do it. All right, Chris, um, a lot to come here. Um, we'll figure out coverage plans, maybe travel plans, how we're going to wrap our arms around this here. But, hey, um, seven teams, Chris, from major conference, did not make the tournament last year and made it this year in West Virginia is one of them. That's quite an achievement. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We'll see how, um, how high they can keep this going here. Um, going to have to get pretty high to win the second game here. If you want to, you know, raise the bar and go places here, it's going to be a tough one against, I would assume Alabama. That's a pretty good team. That's very athletic. And then has a unique, unique style we can get into where they, they only take good shots. So we'll see. Um, but that's further down the road. We'll start breaking down Maryland, West Virginia. Before you know it here, Chris, anything up your sleeve as far as ideas or, no, I was going to say we're going to be, what, 15 minutes from now talking to Bob Huggins, getting his response and his thoughts on on the seed and the drawing. So be sure to check out the site for all that. We'll have videos up. We're going to have stuff from CBS, obviously, you know, parent company and obviously involved with the NCAA tournament. So we're going to have a lot of unique content on our site. So keep checking back this week. I'll have recruiting updates that will fill in in between all this basketball stuff. I just think there's going to be a lot of basketball stuff going on. I've already talked to Jeff over at the Maryland site. We'll be setting something up with him for some kind of joint podcast or something. And uh, that'll be that. All right. Well, stay tuned. Plenty coming. Plenty to be excited about West Virginia in the tournament. Uh, Maryland on no, Chris, I forgot date and time on that game already. I know it's in Birmingham, but date and time on this one. This is a Thursday game, correct? It's a Thursday game. No time yet. No time in TV yet. Coming Thursday, possibly Saturday. That means uh, they will be on site Tuesday, media day on Wednesday, I think is how that has to go. And Mm -hmm. then um, they play on Thursday. Throw it up, see what happens. The ball is tipped, Chris. Can't wait until then. I am Mike Asaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We will talk to you then. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? 
audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.